just want to share uh, this morning um, the word of God. I'm, I'm praying that sort of got just a few points left on just this subject that we've been touching on here um, every morning the last couple of weeks on just uh, enabling or putting ourselves in a growth environment, ensuring that, uh, you know, we're positioning ourselves in a place where we can grow. For that is so, so critical to our continued um, walk with God. And if you remember, we said that uh, growth does not come by default. Um, you know, once we get born again, we are Christians, um, whatever aspect of our life we are, growth does not come by default. And so we must make effort. We must make effort to create an environment um, for ourselves that forces us to grow. If you don't put yourself in an environment where you can grow, it does not matter how good a seed you are in. A seed, as, as powerful as seed is, as, as good as seed is, as um, the potential that is in a seed is big, but until that seed finds itself in a good soil, in a good environment. It cannot be able to grow to the potential that's in that seed. And it's exactly the same thing in our, in, in, in us, brothers and sisters, that um, there's a lot of this potential in our lives. We, our life is, 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 is you know, it's re, is a reflection of a seed. Um, that, that's, and, and our life can grow to be something big, the same way that a small seed can grow into a big tree. Um, the same thing with our lives. It's like a seed seed and, and the, 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 that seed can only grow into something big if it is put in the right environment. And you know what? We, it is our responsibility to make sure that we put ourselves in a place where we can be able to grow. We also said that, you know, we are soul, spirit, and body. And therefore, we must make sure that we are growing in every aspect. You know, what grows the body is not what grows the spirit. What grows the spirit is not what grows the soul. So we must make sure we are deliberate of growing every aspect of our lives. Our bodies must be strong. Our spirit must be strong. Our soul must be strong. And that's why we gather here every morning to strengthen our spirit, to strengthen our soul, to get input you know, into God's word so that we can be able to grow. So that it's not just our bodies that are growing, but we're having actually a balanced growth. And you know what? We cannot, you know, the, 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 the bad thing with growth is that we cannot just focus on, on growing one aspect of our lives. And then we just hope that one Sunday we shall come and, and get one dose and that one dose is able to grow us. It doesn't work like that. And unfortunately, that's what's happening with a lot of Christians. We During the week and, you know, in the week, we, we are busy with our own things. We are pursuing life. We are pursuing businesses. We are busy working, reporting to work, you know, getting on the road and, you know, getting frustrated on the road and, and all the things that have been happening around. And we are so busy, you know, Monday to Saturday. And then we appear in church on, on Sunday and we want to get one dose from the pastor that is then able to take us for another week. It doesn't work like that. And unfortunately, that is what happens with a lot of Christians. 
things. We are so busy growing our other parts of our life for six, six days in a, in a week. We are investing in our businesses. We are investing in our own things. And then we come to church on a Sunday and we sit there for one and a half hour service. When even the clock goes beyond one and a half hours, we are already concerned about the time and we want to get a dose from the message for that Sunday for just 30 minutes. And we expect that to be able to grow our soul. We expect that to be able to grow our, our spirits. It doesn't work like that. And then what ends up happening is you end up with people that are not growing. They are in church. We are not growing. We are not moving forward. And when we don't move forward, the enemy comes and takes us out. It doesn't need a lot to deal with something like that. It just needs a bit of just one dose of discouragement, one dose of disappointment, one dose of defeat, one dose of just, you know, delay you know, and you are gone because we have not been strong. We are not being balanced. We are not been growing. And so it is really important that the same way that we see people taking our bodies to the gym and working on our muscles, it is important that your spirit is developed and so that we are strong and we are ready to be able to, um, you know, to really flourish and grow to be that which God wants us to, to, to grow to. So let's look at Luke chapter 14. We want to just pick up one, one or two points there, and hopefully this I'll bring it to an end. Uh, Luke chapter 14, verses 15 to 24. Um, again, we are looking at Jesus as an example of a man that created a good growth environment for his disciples. And he was with them only for three years. And when he left, they were so powerful. They took the world by storm and the gospel advanced. And today we are here because of what those disciples did. And we want to look at what Jesus did to create a good growth environment for the disciples. In fact, part of the reason why the church has struggled is because we haven't really been paying attention to the, the, the organization that Jesus created. It's a good model of taking the, the ministry forward. If you look at how Jesus operated, he came in, he took a few disciples, he spent time with them, invested in them, and you know, the gospel moved forward very quickly. And if we can follow that model of church leadership and church organization, you know what? The gospel will be able to advance very, very, very fast. So Luke chapter 14, verses 15 to 24, gives us one very important principle that I really want to share with us tonight, um, this, this morning. Luke 14, 15 to 24. The Bible says, when one of those at the table with him had this, he said to Jesus, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come, for everything is now ready. Verse 18, but they, they, but they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I've just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Now, verse 19, another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on, the, on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Verse 20, still another said, I just got married so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry. And I want you to know that the owner of the house became angry. And he became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Verse 22, sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done 
but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. I want you to just note several key verses here. The first one that is so critical to what I'm going to say this morning is verse 24. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. I want you also to note um, you know, the other one that, that's, that, that said, yeah, the, 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 which is verse 21, the servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry. He, he became angry and ordered his servant to go out there and try to fill um, this house. This morning, I want to use this scripture, um, you know, to, to, to bring a very important part around just this growth environment that Jesus had created here, desiring to encourage the disciples and desiring to encourage all of us. He gives this, uh, you know, this parable of the great banquet. And, you know, parables are a picture of what God's kingdom is like. So he's giving you a picture here. And the one thing that comes out, this year created a big banquet, and I believe that there's a banquet that the Lord has created, and, you know, for all of us, and, you know, his kingdom is, you know, his, his, his kingdom is, is a big kingdom, and there's a banquet that has been prepared. And when he prepared this banquet, the Bible says he sent an invitation, and he sent an invitation. There was an invitation that went out. We, they were invited. They were invited to the banquet. There was an invitation card that went out being invited in the kingdom. And you know, the, the, just starting up at that point in time, the invitation in my, in my heart this morning is you and I that have received Christ, that are born again, that have received Christ, that call ourselves Christians. The moment you become a Christian, you have been invited. You did not um, do anything to be invited. We don't see anywhere here where people paid money to come for the invitation. There was no money being paid. You, they're just sitting like this, and an invitation came, you know, came through. So we have all been invited. Anyone that's born again, we have been invited to this banquet, you know, to come. And the, the, the owner of, the, of this house, the Bible says, he started to prepare. He got everything ready. There was maybe good food that was prepared. And when everything was ready, when everything was ready for consumption, the Bible says he now sent to his servant, he said, go and tell them to come for the banquet is now ready to be enjoyed. And I want to tell Andrew Posey and say, brothers and sisters, the banquet of Jesus Christ is ready. The world is ready. The world is ready. People are suffering. There's so much desperation. You see it all over us. You see it, whether it is in our politics, whether it's in our businesses, whether it's in our nations, whether it is where you can see that the world is desperate for God. The banquet is ready. Everything has been set. In fact, in one part, it says, you know what, the fields, the, the harvest is ready. The, you know, it's ready. The harvest is ready. The banquet is ready. Everything has been prepared. And God is now looking to us who have been invited to come in and feast on this great banquet. And I want you to see what was happening here. The Bible says, as the servant went and he started calling them, the Bible says they all started giving excuses. In fact, as I was reading about this yesterday and I was reflecting on it, it was looking exactly the same thing that is happening in the world today. We have got many Christians, all of us, we got born again, we came before the Lord, we, we've tested the goodness of the Lord, we know God. But you know what? 
the, the, every, the, the people that had been invited, they started giving excuses. They started giving excuses. They all began to make excuses. And I was reflecting, I was saying, God, we need to be just careful here. What is Jesus teaching us? He says, the first one said, I have bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Yes, and I was, I was just reflecting on this, and this is exactly the same, the very same excuses that we ourselves find ourselves giving out today. It was exactly as it was reflected here. This one had bought a field, he had made an investment, he was concerned about where he's going to build, where he's going to live, he was concerned about the what is the inheritance is going to leave for his children. And so he was committed, he wanted to go and measure he sees that field. He was obsessed with that. He says, please. Excuse me. Then another one said, you know, I've just got five yoke of oxen. This one was preparing, was getting ready to get food on the table. You know, a yoke of oxen here is, is represents, um, you know, going to prepare, you know, the, you use oxen to, to, you know, to till the land and plant and get crops. And, and so this one was obsessed with ensuring there's food on the table for his family, which is exactly, you know, if you look at what is happening right now, we are so obsessed with our work, our business, the things that we need to do to put, uh, you know, food on the table. And, and that is a priority. It is everything, you know, we're so busy with our five yoke of oxen because we want to make sure that we till the land, we've got to be able to pay school fees, we're able to do this, and those are all, there was nothing wrong with all these things, there was nothing wrong with tilling. What was wrong was there was an invitation that, that we had accepted, that we knew we are required, but we are not showing up, we are now giving excuses. The third one came back and he said, you know what, I just got married, you know, I just got married, I just got a new wife, it talks about new things, uh, you know, and it can be anything new, it can be a new wife, a new car, a new child, a new home, a new, there are all these new things, new blessings, you know, a wife is a blessing from God, there are all these new blessings that God has released unto us, and now we can be so obsessed with them that we actually miss out what is happening in the kingdom. We miss out the invitation. That's what was happening here. And the Bible says that he was angry. Every time we give excuses, every time we don't show, we don't prioritize God, whatever the excuse, whether it's a field that's being bought, whether it's a new wife that has arrived, whether it is a yoke of oxen that we are doing, every time we find ourselves giving excuses for being where we are required to be, the Bible says he was angry. He became angry and he ordered his servant. He said, go out there, bring whoever you can find. He said, bring the lame, bring the, uh, the blind, bring the cripples. He basically said, go out there and extend this invitation to anyone else that you can ever be able to find. I want to draw your attention to what I want to say this morning around this growth environment. That I want you to notice, and this is the most important point, that the God did not put off the party. The party did not stop. Just because you gave, we gave an excuse, just because the three people, the, the, the people were giving excuses, the party did not stop. God did not say, you know what? You know, there are not enough people today. Let's put off this party. We'll wait for, for people to come from their, their, you know, their honeymoon or wait for them to finish their plowing or wait for them to come back from seeing the land. The party did not stop. He said, go out there, bring everyone that you might be able to find. 
and is extend the invitation. And you know what, brothers and sisters, God does not slow down to accommodate us. God will not slow down because he's waiting to accommodate you. He, you know, he does not slow down. And therefore, what I'm trying to say around this whole idea around the growth environment is that when our language, the language that we use in serving God becomes that one of obligation, it becomes a duty where you feel like serving God is a duty, is an obligation. Well, last week I talked about inconvenience. If the inconvenience is what you keep talking about. Every time the church is mentioned, the one thing that comes to your mind is the inconvenience that the church is giving to you. You know, when we talk about inconvenience, maybe because maybe we, you know, we, you are being asked by the pastor to give money, or maybe you are being asked to give your time, maybe you are being asked to do something. And every time the church is mentioned, the one thing that comes into your mind is the inconvenience. You are looking at God as an inconvenience, as an interrupter. The Bible says where well, we let, we let read last week on, on Sunday that Jesus came and he called the disciples when they were in the middle of their business. They were fishing. He did not give, he did not wait for them to finish. He called them when they were fishing and they abandoned the boats. It was inconveniencing. And you know what? If the inconvenience is what you keep talking about, every time the kingdom of God is mentioned, you are looking at the time is taking you. You are looking at the toll is taken on you. You are looking at the, you know, the effort you are putting in. When the inconvenience is what you keep talking, even the inconvenience is what you see. If 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 the, the, the inconvenience is what is visible to you, then just be careful. Bible says they all gave excuses. And those that gave excuses, I want you to notice this, brothers and sisters, it's a very powerful lesson here. Those that gave excuses, they never got a second chance. They never got a second chance. The Bible says that God, the master was angry. He did not say, you know what? Go and extend an invitation when they come back. The Bible says it, they did not get a second chance. And what I, what I was learning as we think about all this whole growth environment is that when we give God a busy signal, the moment you start signaling God that you are busy, that you are committed, that is interrupting you, that is not, you know, that is, is, is taking a toll on you. The moment you, you hang that sign outside your door, God, I am busy. I'm not available today. You know what? You may never get a second chance. None of these people got a second chance. God moved on. He says, go bring me the cripples. Go bring me the lepers. Go bring all those that are rejected. The party will go on. God will not stop down to wait for you. And you know what? We can lose big opportunities. These people, they miss an opportunity for the banquet. If the attitude you have is that you don't want to follow. Because remember, Jesus came, he called the disciples, he said, follow me. Follow me. That was what Jesus was saying. Follow me. And we have been called to follow. We have been, it's a very simple instruction. We have been called by the, by the master to follow him. And you know what? If you are not careful, we can start being resentful. We can start complaining. We can start being disrespectful in the process we start being resentful, we start complaining, we start being disrespectful. And you know what? If that happens, the Bible says he was annoyed, he was angry. He said, go bring me anyone else there that you, that, that, that you find. The party did not stop. And you know what? If we are not careful, you know, we, if we give God a busy signal, the party is not going to stop. It's not going to stop 
you know, um, you know, and wait for you. Oh, you know, because you're busy today, God will look for somebody else that is available. God will look for another vessel that's ready. Whether that vessel is a lame, whether that vessel is blinded, whether that vessel is crippled, God is going to look for anything, any other vessel. And he's going to anoint that vessel and they shall come to the party and God is going to use them. God will not wait for us. The moment we give a basic signal to God, he moves on. And I want to pray this morning as I bring this whole thing around the growth environment. Jesus was teaching the disciples something here that you know what be careful about excuses they all get excuses and there are enough excuses that we can be able to go but the one thing that i picked out here the party of god is not going to stop the ministry is not going to stop the church of jesus christ will keep moving the, the you know the border the kingdom will continue advancing god will use the cripples he's going to use the lepers he's going to use the blind and what he's basically saying is that if we are not available God will anoint the next thing. The next thing, whether it's a cripple, whether it is lame, whatever state of mind it is, God is saying, you know what, bring them in. We are going to anoint them. The kingdom of God is going to go forward. We are not going to stop because a few people have decided that they're going to look at their fields. They have decided they're going to wait to go to finish their animal. They're going to go and do their plowing with their yoke of oxen. Yes, bring anybody else. And I pray this morning, brothers and sisters, because I believe that God wants to do something new. As we gathered last Sunday, you know, together, as we were just worshiping God, we know I've got this thing that God wants to do something. There's something he wants to do in our lives. There's, there's a place he wants to take us. There's, there's a mission that he wants to accomplish in each one of us. And you know what? Let us make ourselves available before God. It does not matter where we've come from. It does not matter whether with, whether your gender, it doesn't matter your level of education. It does not matter anything else. God is looking for vessels that are available. He's looking for people that are saying, you know what, God, I'm here. I'm ready to be used of you. It does not matter whether I'm lame, whether I'm blind, whether I am a cripple. It does not matter the stage of our physical. And maybe some of us, we look at ourselves and we don't look like candidates for God to use us. That is okay. That is just how God works. Whether you are lame, whether you are crippled, whether you are blind, it does not matter your stage, whether it is your education level, whether it is your upbringing, whether you are single single mother, whether you are a single father, whether you are an orphan, whether you have this or that, it does not matter what you are. What God is looking is for somebody that's available to come to the banquet. The banquet has been prepared and God is looking for people that are saying, you know what, I'm ready whichever way I am, I'm ready just to come to be used of you. And when we make ourselves available to God in that state, you know what, we become candidates for God to use us. God is going to anoint us. Whatever we need is going to be provided. Whatever we are God is going to provide, he's going to use you. You're going to advance God's agenda. Some of you are going to be great preachers. You're going to preach until, you know, until people wonder, where did this lady come from? You know, I, I believe that God is going to raise us. He's going to raise young people here. He's going to use us in these last days. As long as we are saying, God, you know what? We are ready. No excuses. We are ready, whether we are lame or blind. You know, you know, because sometimes we can be obsessed with these trainings. We can be obsessed. I don't have this degree. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have this. Whatever it is, you don't have. Don't worry. The master said, go bring me anyone, the cripple, the lame, anyone, bring them in, I'm going to use them. And what matters is that the Lord has decided to use you. God has decided to use you, whatever you are, however weak a vessel you are, however blind, however lame, however crippled you are. 
the master is ready to use us. And that's what matters this morning. And we make ourselves available to God. You know what? Jesus desired to encourage the disciples. He gives them this parable. Because you know what? If we can have this attitude, God is going to use us. Let us not be there giving excuses. The Bible says they never got a second chance. Every one of them, he says, you know, go out in the roads and the country lanes, compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a test of my banquet. He said, those that have been invited and gave excuses. It does not matter how a good a musician you are. It does not matter how good a singer you are. It does not matter how good a preacher you are. It does not matter how talented you are. When you start showing God the sign of being busy, when you start showing God that you are not available, that you are committed on other things, you know, he said, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. And today there are people that are gifted. There are pastors that are gifted, that used to stand and preach, that used to do great things. They are talented musicians. They are talented people that, you know what, they have every single thing. But you know what? They gave excuses and God has moved on and is busy using the blind, the lame, and the crippled to advance his agenda. How I pray this morning, we shall be ready. We shall be ready. You know, we will not give excuses, but we shall advance God's agenda. Allow me to just end there and just welcome